The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. Imagine growing a business with high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, and wildly happy customers. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Hello, my friends, and welcome to our practice session. In our practice sessions, we invite our featured guests to show off their negotiation and conflict resolution skills in a realistic scenario. In this session, I want you to pay attention to what our guest does and not to what I do, because while they are trying to show off their skills and teach you, I am trying to frustrate their efforts in different ways through things like aggression, annoyance, emotionality, or awkwardness. And then after the practice session, we debrief and talk about what worked, what didn't work, and what you can use in your next difficult conversation. All right, everybody, welcome to the sparring session. I have Alan here, and Alan wrote the prompt for Dan Oblinger's sparring session, and it was a doozy. So if you want a good laugh, make sure you check out that one. It was a hostage negotiation situation. And so Dan wants to return the favor. His initial simulation was was pretty straightforward, but then after he got yours, he said, oh, I need to spice this up. <laughs> <laughs> so here it is. For Alan's practice session, you are hired by a specialized manufacturer who's about to go bankrupt. The company name is Sang Industries, and it makes digital super widgets. 18 months ago, they landed their first huge contract to supply Oblinger Corporation with their super widget. They ship over 1,000 super widgets a month to Oblinger Corp. Now here's the crisis. Oblinger Corp has a reputation for being tough, shark-faced negotiators. I've never heard shark-faced before, but that's what I've been told. The original negotiation team landed the contract using win-win methods. Sang Enterprises thought that by landing the contract at a slight loss, they would be able to make a big splash in the industry and generate a lot of leads and capture a huge swath of market share. These benefits have not developed yet. Each super widget delivered at a $50 loss under the terms of the new contract. Sang is afraid that if they renegotiate the terms of the contract, they'll lose the respect of Oblinger Corp., lose the business with the client, and earn a poor reputation with other potential clients. If they continue to lose $50,000 a month, they will go under by the end of the year. How can you renegotiate the price per unit to keep the company solvent while not ruining the relationship with Oblinger Corp.? And so I am the lead negotiator for Oblinger Corp., and you are representing Sang Industries. Great. Okay, so the way that we'll start this is, let's say it's a meeting that you called and you need to let us know, hey, we need to renegotiate the contract and we'll, we'll just take it from there. And then I'll utilize my secret instructions. <laughs> okay. Yep. So we'll just start from there. Any questions? Can I reframe this back to you and make sure I got everything? Yeah. That was a lot. Okay. So Sang Incorporated makes these super widgets and we sold like a... 1,000 of them to Oblinger, yep. and they are win-loss win negotiators. And I am a win-win guy hoping to make more money downstream. And so I landed this account with a slight loss and hoping to get more leads and market share down the road. But now I am having a $50 loss for every widget. And by the end of the year, if nothing changes, I'll be out of business. Yep. Okay, got it. Perfect. Hi, Mr. Oblinger. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Alan. How are you? I'm doing great, all things considered. Just want to talk to you a little bit about our business uh, arrangement. 
Is this a bad time for us to chat about that? No, this is fantastic. Actually, I was just talking to uh, one of our colleagues about how much we were enjoying working with you and the team and and how this great price has has boosted our our business significantly over the past uh, you know few months that we've been working together. So yeah, absolutely. Great time. Oh, wow. I'd like to hear more about that. So tell me about how your business is done. Yeah, things have been great. We were a little bit surprised to to see what type of discount we were able to get and so we really appreciate you and this this relationship that we have established because it's led to greater margins than we anticipated that we forecasted at the beginning of the year. So we're really excited and we're excited to take the relationship into the future too. Oh, okay. What what do you have in mind for the future? Well, really just um <laughs> our motto over here at Oblinger Corp is if it ain't broke don't fix it. And so for us things are are working swimmingly right now and so at this point we just want to make sure that we're able to maintain this relationship the, the exact same way that it is and we both continue to grow together. What what does uh, what does this greater margin mean to your company right now? What are you guys looking in the horizon? Are you trying to grow uh grow your your team or hire more people, build new facilities, go overseas. What are some of the things that you guys are, are looking at? It's two things. It's working on building the team, getting more higher level uh, people on the team. And then also we want to utilize some of the the money that we're earning to do a little bit more research and development. We always want to continue to move forward and we don't want to stagnate when it comes to developing new products. So uh, those are the two main focuses. Does your company invest in professional development training? If you believe your team would benefit from a negotiation workshop, all you need to do is go to our website, fill out the workshop request form, and then we'll set up a time to connect. Our workshops are completely customized to reflect the specific and individual concerns faced by you and your team. Our calendar is filling up quickly, and we even have workshops scheduled for next year. If you think you might want one, I suggest reaching out soon so you don't miss out. Click the link in the description to learn more. And now, let's get back to the episode. Well, if you don't mind me asking, when you first worked with us, what is it about product that uh, made you decide to pick us over our competitor? Well, pr- I mean, price was a big thing. Price was one of the deciding factors. We know that you make a great product, and we we know that your uh, your your competition, Shane Martin Corp, they do a great job with their widget too. But your price was just so much lower that between you and Shane Martin Corp. That really was the deciding factor for us. Well, I know I know we make great products because uh, we we pride ourselves on accuracy, uh, and uh, I have I have seen some of Shane Martin's products, and I don't really I'm not really sure where their value is uh, for you and and how well they do in terms of accuracy and and crunching numbers and and uh, prioritizing one to ten things like that. So I was wondering if you can tell me when you say we have great products. How how does that measure against Shane? Let's say on a scale of one to ten, where are we on the scale? And so for me, I, I'll I'll just say this. I'll give this disclaimer here. I'm the business guy, so I'm good with the with the numbers as far as uh, the money making goes. The engineers tell me that they're comparable in terms of quality and value, in terms of what it is that we're trying to accomplish with the with the super widget. So really, as kind of making a comparison as far as specs goes. That's a little bit above my pay grade, unfortunately. Oh, I see. So I wanted to initially just chat with you about uh, our future arrangements to make sure that you're continually 
competitive in the marketplace. Is there any chance that I could talk with your engineers to make sure that we're delivering the products that you guys like and want and how I can meet those in the future and help you take your company into the, I heard that you guys want to do some R&D work and that you want to build a team. I want to make sure that the products that we make for you and develop for you in the future meet those needs and further your mission and purpose. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Our lead in- engineer is somebody named Debbie. And so I can get you in touch with Debbie and she'll uh, be able to walk you through that. I'm sure she'd love to to have that conversation with you and, and go really deep into the details. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad, I'm glad that the things are working out for you and we'll continue to doing business, but uh, I'm looking forward to having a chat with Debbie. Perfect. Good deal. Yeah, I'll, I'll have my my assistant uh, reach out to to Debbie and I'll I'll get you all on the phone together for sure at some at some point. I'm not exactly sure what her schedule is, but we'll 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 make that arrangement. Excellent. So that's uh for me that's the end of that interaction. Oh, interesting. Okay, very good. So tell us about your strategy at this point. So, I found out that uh, from, you know, from the brief interaction you told me that our company is going to go out of business. So that creates a lot of fear. And it creates a lot of neediness in, in us, and we want to immediately address that. And it will, be, it will be a rush to try to make a deal and trying to address that. And there's plenty of time for me to come back to you once I know what your mission and purpose is, what the problems I'm solving for you, the value we deliver, and for me to help you see that, look, that, does, that deal doesn't work for us. There's plenty of time for that. But right now, I need to collect information as to the benefit that my product is solving for you. Ideally, I already know that. But in this scenario, I don't, right? So I will pause and I will go do research and I'm going to talk to Debbie, the engineering, and find out how well my product is uh, stacking up against uh, Shane Martin's corporation. And I'm still a little bitter that Shane Martin didn't put me number one, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like this. I really like the strategy here because one of the mistakes that people make in in negotiation is that they rush. And I'm I'm a big time chess nerd. I love playing chess. It's more of an addiction than a hobby, to be quite honest. But when you add the the additional element of time pressure, that's when you see people making uncharacteristic mistakes. And the uh, the problem with mistakes in chess, mistakes in negotiation, and mistakes in life in general, it's kind of like with toothpaste. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube once certain mistakes are made. So avoiding the the urge to rush it was a smart move. And then you're doing that to gather more information so you could be more effective in the next conversation. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and so many tools to keep track of. Doing business can be hard, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. Higher quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. 
Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Absolutely. For a lot of times, this is, this is true in many enterprise uh, deals. The business person, the CFO, the contractor, the legal team, they're concerned about the business. They're concerned about the margins. The, the people in purchasing, procurement, uh, they're, they're interested in, in, in are you the lowest cost provider or the best deal? And that best deal is very nebulous, right? Because the purchaser is not the one who, who is looking at this product. They didn't develop this product. So I need to talk to the engineer. And the engineer is going to tell me, we cannot use XYZ's product because it has failed so many times. They are more interested in making sure that the product meets spec. The buying team, the business side, is more interested in getting a good deal, a good price. They're usually more fixated on the price than the engineers. Once I talk to the engineer and understand our value, I will circle back after I've got the consensus or the agreement or the support of the engineering to go back to the buyer and present to them the risk that they take if we go out of business in a year. That's, that is a really smart way to do it. And this is a great example of sequencing negotiations and coalition building. So when it comes to coalition building, what you're doing is you're starting to get people essentially on your team and you're stacking persuasion. So it's not just you saying, hey, it's me, it's my company, I want more money. You're saying, hey, this is Debbie, your lead engineer. This is what she said. This is what you need. And this is what I need. Let's have a negotiation, a conversation to see if I can continue to solve your problem and you can find a way to solve mine. Precisely. You hit it right on the head. That's why you're such a good negotiator, Kwame. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, I'm out. I'm just out here learning, listening to this podcast this is, too. This so. is an idea for you, right? So you can do a you can do a host and a guest all by yourself. You can ask yourself a question and answer it. You'll right. be genius. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. No, I really appreciate the way that you handle this because. There, there was a, there's a big temptation, like you said, with the fear. There's temptation to just jump straight to that. And whenever you're afraid or feeling any level of anxiety or dis-ease in any way, you get narrow uh, tunnel vision. Your, your vision becomes narrowly focused on the problem at hand. And you did a great job of slowing down and trying to see the entire landscape, still being empathetic to figure out what it is the other side needs and how they're seeing the situation and then not rushing into making a decision because like you said, there was more time. And so you yeah. didn't need to be forced. Also, I've already planted the seed into a uh, blinker, meaning that I'm interested in helping your company move forward into the future with R and D. And I would like to help develop products that will help your company in the future. Yeah. Well, very smart. subtle, very yeah. subtle. But very smart, very smart, because you're you're demonstrating value in in unique ways. Because I kept on focusing on the value that you brought in terms of, hey, your widget is cheap, right? Yep. <laughs> but you're showing other types of value, which I wasn't considering at the time. So that was great. I love and I love the questions that you asked too. You controlled the the conversation through questions, and yeah, I tell you, your this approach was disappointing for me because I had. Disappointing in the in the sense that I had a lot of fire that I was yeah. ready to. You were ready to. to you were ready to fight. You, I know, because you were like, <laughs> Alan is going to say, "Well, 
well, if you, uh, it looks like uh, we're not doing well and we're experiencing this kind of money loss and at the end of the year, we're going to go on a business. We need to negotiate this price. And then we're just, now we're fixated on numbers. Yeah. Oh man, that's good. Yep. You, you dodged the whole bullet. You know what we might, what we might need to do then next time we have you on, we'll just continue this hypothetical. So I'll have to be uh, I'll have to be Debbie and then I'll have to be Dan and yeah, then, then, then I'll take see. that uh, my discovery, and then I will I will uh, go back to Oblinger and uh, and negotiate based on what I've talked to, what I've discovered from Debbie. Perfect. I like that. I like that a lot. That'll be fun. So Dan, we have a to be continued <laughs> on this on this sparring session, but I think this is a good way to do it. <laughs> this is uh, actually one of the principles that I learned from Jim Camp: never rush to close. Hmm. Makes sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, perfect. Well, Alan, thank you. Thank you again for joining the show. Uh, we really appreciate it. We've learned a lot from you and we're looking forward to the next time. Awesome. I look forward to, to it too. I'm excited. Congratulations. You've just joined an elite club. By listening to a full episode, you're now officially on the Negotiate Anything team. So welcome aboard. What most team members do is they subscribe to the podcast because that allows them to automatically get the latest episodes of the show. The best things in life lie on the other side of difficult conversations. Keep learning, keep practicing, and keep getting better. Your relationships will improve, your career will soar, and you'll have the confidence you need to get the most out of these crucial conversations. Again, thank you for joining the team. We're excited to have you, and I will see you in the next episode. I'll catch you later.